Do you love Jesus and love agriculture? In the beginning, one of the first jobs God gave people was to care for a garden. And today, many Christians are going back to the land as they feel God's call to steward His creation. Their purpose is much bigger than just growing food. It's about impacting their communities and bringing glory to their Creator. As this movement of Christian agrarians grows, the potential for changed lives and restored land is great. This is not always an easy journey, but it can be one of the most rewarding. My name is Noah Sanders, and I am a Christian farmer and homesteader. I want to welcome you to the Redeeming the Dirt podcast, the podcast for Christian gardeners, homesteaders, and farmers. Join me as I encourage us to connect our faith in farming through sharing spiritual insights, practical experiences, and inspiring interviews. Let's walk this journey together, seeking to live for Jesus, excel in agriculture, and make disciples. Let's redeem the dirt. And welcome to episode four of Redeeming the Dirt podcast. I'm Noah Sanders. Today is part two of my interview with farmer, pastor, and Korean natural farming expert, Chris Trump. Today, we start out in our conversation discussing application of the wisdom of Old Testament laws. We talk about kind of how we can do ministry through agriculture and just our everyday lives. Towards the end, he gives us uh, some advice about the importance of profit in serving others. And all it's a great episode and really appreciate him coming on and sharing with us, and I hope you get as much out of it as I have. If you enjoy the show, I encourage you to do three things. First of all, leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen, and be sure to share with other people that you think might enjoy. Two, you can uh, go to my website, redeemingthedirt.com, and leave uh, any suggested topics in the contact area of of my website. You can share questions you may want me to address or people you might want uh, to suggest that I interview. That would be helpful for me as I plan what content I'm going to do for the show. And then third, you can consider chipping in and helping support us on Patreon, which is a place where you can financially give each month towards the expenses that are associated with producing something like this. And you can go to patreon.com slash redeeming the dirt there's options there you can support as little as $1 a month or up to $20 a month. And every little bit counts. So we appreciate your support there. So without any further delay, let's get back into my conversation with Chris Trump. I, just, I love your perspective on those Old Testament laws because, you know, when people think about the, the Bible and how it applies to agriculture, we tend to think about some of those ones about following and, um, you know, not mingling kinds and things like that. and on one hand, I, it seems like some people will either just chuck them out and say, well, they're irrelevant. And other people might, you know, say, hey, if you're not doing this exactly, then you're in sin, which is, you know, like, I, I agree with you in terms of, um, kind of the, you know, the new covenant and, and grace there. But I think we, we miss a big element to say, well, like, these are laws that God gave to the Israelites that, you know, they contain his wisdom. I mean, there's so much even if they weren't specifically given to us in our context, where else would we like to go to gain, you know, um, advice and, and, and learn for what we're doing? I mean, and, and so I, it's rare anyways that you kind of, 
I hear that perspective in the heart like you're sharing. But I think we're missing out when we don't have that. Yeah, there's, there's cool things in there. You get a uh, you get a tree that's uh, that's suffering maybe on one side or something, um, you know, or just suffering in general. Well, you can uh, take uh, you know every eight inches or whatever all the way around the drip line and and dig holes, you know, little little small or just you know drill out some holes, small ones, and pour in seawater or microbial life or even manure um and you can get movement going or or microbial life going um in a way that it wasn't and the tree can recover that exact practice is described in scripture too let uh, you know jesus is like bothered with this tree because it's not uh you know uh producing and uh, they're like, let us dig and dung it, you know? And it's like, yep, I know that. You know, you can. You can dig a tree and, and it'll recover. Anyways, it, agriculture isn't new. And, uh, and yeah, like you said, the, the best place, one of the best places to look for hints on this. Um, but I think for me, um, just kind of almost finding confirmation in scripture Mm-hmm. Looking, seeing that we're tending to the microbial life and just seeing, oh yeah, that's how God made nature, um, is a lot of fun. So it's it's a, uh, I, you know, get getting context, um, from you know knowing about agriculture and then seeing it, and not yeah, not discounting it like oh that's some barbaric or faraway thing that I just that, that doesn't have any relevance or purpose but kind of saying what's happening there why did he say that you know and i think asking why isn't that it's actually wonderful and we need to do it um hebrew tradition you know like jewish religion they they take asking seeking deeper understanding as this like mandate or the requirement for growing and maturity in faith you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, have a friend in Israel and we, we talk religion sometimes and, you know, I just listen and, uh, and he, he talks about these, these traditions, these things that are important. And some of them I, you know, have to just kind of nod my head and recognize that's where he's at and can't agree with, but, but some of them I see, yeah, that's, that's, um, like that's, that's there in scripture. You're, you're, you're reading the same book and one of them is just being able to ask, you know, okay, I understand this level. Now what's the deeper level going on here? And, uh, yeah, it's fun. So you're, you're coming from a position where you've done both agriculture and you're also doing some ministry stuff of being like a pastor. And, um, one of the questions that I get and I hear, um, people struggle with is, uh, you know, as Christians, like our, our whole, we've kind of left everything to follow Christ, to, to advance his kingdom, his purposes and his ways. And I've even heard some people say before, like, you know, who cares about organic agriculture? Who cares about, you know, agriculture, your homestead and all that type of stuff. Like I'm, I'm concerned about saving souls and you know what we, we need to not get sidetracked by this stuff. 
And so for, for us, like we really need to be, I mean, for me, even as a farmer, I'm like, first and foremost, I'm a follower of Jesus. So how does, for you, how does agriculture, why is it something we should even care about as Christians? Uh, that's a great question. Yeah, I, uh, I, I ultimately, I think we, we look at our Lord as our, our rhythm setter, right? Um, he's, he's the, the one who, who became man so he could show us how we can live, you know, by the spirit of God, you know, not, uh, not out of his deity, but, but literally out of his humanity by the same spirit that is at work in us, you know? And, um, and so he had people, not saved people, um, not people who had were followers of Jesus yet necessarily, and they had needs. And um, I would say one of the hallmarks, trademarks, or first things for us to, to follow is, um, you know, by the Spirit of God, he healed the sick. And the blind eyes were opened and, and, uh, he, he met them there, you know, was the guy being let down on a cot, you know, uh, praying a sinner's prayer. No, there is no sinner's prayer in the Bible. You know, he's, he's being let down to get access and Jesus has compassion on people in their state where they stand as they are. And, uh, he, he meets them there and then he gives them direction for life following that, you know, he, he gives them, um, a nudge to, to set them on a course. Um, so I think, yeah, saving souls is, uh, definitely the mandate, but, um, he didn't ignore their state. He met them there. They're hungry, master. Send them away. He's like, no, you give them something to eat, you know? And, and, uh, and, and then he, he, you know, we have these, these encouragement towards stewardship. And, uh, I look at nature as a, um, a thing owned by, uh, you know, God, you know, given a man to, to take care of. And, um, and then man, you know, gave it to Satan at a, in the garden and, uh, Jesus came and bought it back and he's coming soon. But ultimately that, that intention is, um, that man would tend to life and, we get to hang out on a new earth with him one day. And I think he made us to interact with a place, a garden, so to speak. You know, uh, he doesn't, we don't, we don't dwell forever in, you know, with harps in, in the clouds. It says there'll be a new earth. This one will pass away with heat as with fire. And uh, he'll, he'll make it new and Jerusalem will be there and will be there. And so what is, what does the land look like? How is it tended? You know, and I think it'll just be as, as the originally intended and it's wonderfully abundant. But you see, uh, you know, Cain and Abel, you know, Abel was someone who worshiped God and uh, 
tended uh, livestock and, you know, and probably uh, land. And I think, um, I think it's really in us as, um, as creations of God, as those who are over his creation to be stewards, to, to take care of what we've been given um, because of the gift giver, because of who gave it to us. You know, we're, Stewardship actually demands or speaks of a owner, mm. a first owner. So it's calling myself a steward. You know, I am saying this is, there is one greater than me who I steward it for. And um, so, so it's, it's actually declares God, you know, by, by saying we're stewarding. You know, otherwise, if it if if it isn't someone, you know, greater than me, then yeah, it's just whatever. You know, it, it's all going to burn anyway. Um, you know, these kind of attitudes. Um, but but that's, I mean, we you don't do that in your house. You know, <laughs> your house is going to burn. Why not? Why not be a bad steward of that? Your money is going to burn. You know, no, we we take care of we we. You know, Daniel had a, a spirit of excellence. You know, he he loved God and was attuned listening to God. And as a result, his the things he put his hand to were blessed because he was a worshiper. And so we can we can worship and stewardship. And I think we're actually called to whatever it is we're doing. Hmm. So as as someone who's in both, you know, some um, some ministry there and again has some background in agriculture apart from you know the main the value of agriculture is you know meeting people's needs as being a good steward a lot of the reason many many people that you know really want to serve god are oftentimes interested in you know some uh, thinking that that primarily looks like other people meeting their needs and, um, you know, kind of having support and stuff, which is great. And, and many times is the way that um, God supplies for people. But have you found as you've been involved both in agriculture and ministry that agriculture has, you know, distracted from or, um, or provided opportunities um, for ministry? How has that factored in to your ability to reach out and, and connect with people and and serve them and on a spiritual level i guess for 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 because some people want to kind of free themselves from that in order to focus on the ministry part that makes sense yeah you know i um i believe that if i can't be holy spiritual while changing my two-year-old diaper then uh what, what what good am I uh, at the pulpit, mm. you know, or uh, in the in the high holy hill moment, you know? If if uh, if I can't be who God called me to be in the drudgery of life, you know, doing dishes or you know cleaning up a friend's dog's dog poop, you know, because he's moving. And I want to bless him, and he's trying to sell his house. You know, then I'm only what am I? I'm, am I only uh, a saint 
or uh, uh, evangelist or uh, prophet of God when I'm on the street, you know, talking to the um, people that don't know God or when I'm in a church setting. I just, I believe that we're actually called to be um, the overflow wherever we go. And that doesn't come from the setting. It actually comes from my um, secret place. Mm. It comes from me going away like my Lord did, you know, to, to sit with the Father, to know what the Father's doing and what the Father's saying and to do that. Jesus said, I only do what the Father's doing and say what the Father's saying. And uh, he said that that was actually hidden bread. He said, that's actually life sustenance for me. I have bread you don't know anything about to do my father's will. And uh, so, you know, it's um, sitting and getting a, a drink at the drinking fountain can be as great a ministry opportunity as preaching to a thousand. Um, and I've actually found abundant fruit in the most unlikely places as far as that mindset goes. Um, yeah, I, there's incredible opportunity, um, in just being, taking care and doing well, what you do. I mean, for me, uh, a platform and an opportunity to speak came from doing it well. We, you know, if, if we had done it poorly, we probably wouldn't be continuing in that manner because we wouldn't have been profitable at it. It wouldn't have gained us any uh, traction in our vocation, vocation of farming. And uh, I wouldn't get to tell people about the wonderful things that can happen when you partner with how God made nature. Um, mm. So excellence, just stewardship. And uh, yeah, now I get to, Agricultural open stores for me that um, no no title in ministry open. I get to go places. I mean, literally the entire world speaks agriculture, you know. And so I get to go anywhere, and uh, and I don't even have to tell them I'm a pastor. I can just be the love of Jesus, you know. It's it's not like uh, my vocational title somehow qualifies me to, or, or gives me some position to speak. And I, I think that the, uh, our identity actually doesn't come from the church at all. It, it comes from the one who put the gifts in our heart in the first place. And, uh, but yeah, we're, we're only, we're only what God says we are, you know, and, and, uh, that works anywhere. As we wrap up here, uh, do you have any tips or advice for, um, there's, you know, there seems to be a rising movement of Christians who maybe were sort of like, um, you know, you were, when you were considering, you know, stepping out in faith, moving back and helping your dad. There's some people, um, a lot of people I know that maybe don't have, maybe have a little or no background in agriculture that feel called to change and, and pursue that. But their main motivation is that they feel like God wants to use that um, as a way for them to 
you know, be a light for him as, mm-hmm. as somebody who's kind of, you know, gone down that road. Are there some um, encouragements, cautions, <laughs> exhortations that you might give to somebody that's at sure. that point? Sure. Yeah, I think um, first one, just because I think it'll cover a lot of people right off is um, don't call money evil. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's not called evil in the Bible. It's just a thing, uh, uh, a useful thing. It's, it's not good or bad. Loving money, making it your priority or, or the thing your heart's set on. Yeah, that's, that's going to lead you in places that God isn't taking you. Um, but money, like, do great at farming. If you're going to jump into farming, be profitable, you know? And because the reality is um, sustainability is a, is a weird word nowadays. People use it in all kinds of strange ways. And uh, I would say if you can't make a living on your farm, you don't have a sustainable farm. Mm. You don't hold up some ideal that, oh, it has to, you know, our, all our chickens have to have their own half acre and, you know, the, the breeze has to blow on them just right. And, you know, no, it just, make make a living and then you're actually going to have something to invite people to when i when i work in the third world um to help farmers the idea really is work with the believers if you can and give them tools to be extremely successful because they're going to become affluent and those that actually have the ability to help others in their community whereas if they're starving they can't even help their neighbor so I think, um, you know, creating, creating wealth is, is, is actually something God has for us if we'll let him. Um, and it can be with hard work. It can be just grace too, uh, you know, um, but the, um, agriculture can be totally profitable. And, uh, I would just encourage not to shy away from profitability for the sake of, um, the gospel. Um, I don't think they're in conflict. And uh, so you can, I mean, we we have a, a wonderful model on our farm. I love how we do agriculture in Hawaii. Um, and we're not, we're, we're always trying to make the business more profitable, but that doesn't mean that anybody's greedy. You know, my, uh, I'm, I'm no longer uh, currently not employed there, but my, my family, my, my brothers who are managing it, make about the same money as anybody on our farm, you know, as, as far as, as our mechanic is, you know, and that's okay because it's like unofficial profit sharing and it's great. And they do bonuses if we can, you know, and, and, um, we provide some of the best benefits in our industry. That's, that's cool. That's like family. And, uh, and the more profitable, you know, the more we're able to, support people in our community and, and be a, be a blessing. So it's, it's definitely profitable form is great in the hands of the righteous, of those that care about people and, and want to share the love of God. You know, there's, yeah. So I guess that's probably my long winded exhortation is, um, you know, sharpen your pencil and learn about what the market is and what you can grow in your area um, and who will buy it. 
go go talk to some people and find out where a hole is and something to produce and yeah i did a a commercial aquaponic system in hawaii when we were looking at crop diversification we were producing 100 pounds of uh, baby romaine lettuce a week and uh i had a bunch of other crops we were growing or could grow in this aquaponics and i bagged it all up and i took it to four produce vendors all my four different things i had a rainbow kale and baby romaine and a couple other things and i said hey here's my number you know uh call me let you know let me know if you want one of these and and what you'd like to pay for and uh, i got three calls back out of like five produce vendors and uh two of them wanted my baby romaine and one offered me four dollars a pound and one offered me six dollars a pound and i was now knew what i was growing and they said so they'd take whatever i could grow so i was making six hundred dollars a week uh growing baby romaine and we didn't end up going that direction for crop diversification because we learned we could just do macadamia that's 20 percent better by tending to the microbial life in the soil and that was a better bet for us but um but that idea of you know maybe you don't know what you should be growing or or what you know people are going to buy um you can find out by doing some kind of market exploration that's some great advice i think you know we we need to view you know the, what we do in business and, and profit is is kind of is an integral part of our ability to serve people and i think once we can yeah. you know get Really, the better you get at serving people, <laughs> the more God adds to you with that principle of faithfulness. And that's where the profit comes from. So we want to see that. And it doesn't always mean that, that God guarantees what the world views as success. But, you know, in general, really? we, uh, we should see you know, abundance there if we're being faithful. And uh, I really appreciate your time, Chris. I would, I, I'm really hoping maybe sometime we can get you back on because I'd love to de- delve into... Uh, some more specifics on the natural farming, Korean natural farming that you do. But for those that would like to learn more about um, maybe some of the methods you've talked about or connect with you, do you have any uh, place that they can go to find out more? Yeah. Um, make, trying to make resource available at naturalfarming.co. C-O. Um, that's probably where the bulk of things and a bunch of free downloads and access to videos. Um, I'm also on YouTube. Uh, just search Chris Trump on YouTube and um, you can find me on Instagram at soil steward. And uh, yeah, I'd love to connect with uh, fellow Christian agrarians and uh, yeah, it's good fun. I'll actually put up a new video um, probably this, this week because we got to 10,000 YouTube, YouTube subscribers. So that'll be fun to watch. We'll do a tour of our farm kind of how we actually do on a large scale. Well, that is great, Chris. Well, as we close here, can I just uh, close by praying for you? Thanks, man. Yeah, I'd love that. Lord, we just thanks so much for Chris and for him sharing his heart and just pray that you continue to bless him, bless him with health and strength and and what he's doing, Lord, and the work of his hands, um, just in his relationships, Lord, and just continue to give him joy and work. Bless him financially, Lord. Bless him in, uh, in just everything that he puts his hand to, Lord, and just use him as, as a light. And I pray that we would learn from
from the things you're doing in his life and that we'd be able to connect with him more. And we just thank you, Father, for this time together. We just ask that you would continue to help us, Lord, to learn how to express our faith through what we do, there's farming or anything, Lord. We just thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Noah. All right. Thanks. Yeah, God please. bless your podcast and uh, your journey as well. All right. Thanks. All right. Before I can get back out to the garden, I've got to tell you about my new project, Redeeming the Dirt Academy. I started it last fall, and it is an online educational mentorship experience featuring video courses, interactive community, and life coaching designed for Christian gardeners, homesteaders, and market farmers. We've had a lot of live events at our farm and conferences in the past, but not everybody can make them and make it to them because we're busy with our farms, and I can't afford to put them on all the time because I'm trying to do what I'm encouraging others to do, which is farm to the glory of God, and that takes time, and so does my family. So this is a great way for us as Christian farmers to be able to interact with each other. It's a great way for me to be able to share things that I've learned Topics that we have on there range from making compost and simple soil science to homestead design marketing and marketing options for farm businesses. Um, Also included are pressing topics like balancing farm work and family and making disciples as farmers and being prepared for suffering. Now, if you're listening, you're probably one of the growing number of Christians today who feel called to serve God through agriculture, whether that be with a small garden, homestead, or market farm. And we desire to live a lifestyle of tending the land, working with our families, serving our communities with good food, and letting our gardens, homesteads, and farms shine the light of Christ to those around us. I feel a strong desire to see Christians equipped to be leaders in the realm of agriculture. And it isn't just about having pretty farms. We need to be bringing hope to the last, the least, and the lost, and sharing the love of Jesus with the poor around us. So if you share the same heart and want to be equipped to be part of this movement, then Redeeming the Dirt Academy may be part of what can help you. We offer resources and a support community to help you get started. So if you're interested, go to redeemingthedirtacademy.com to start your free one-week trial today, and I look forward to seeing you there.